Hey, hey, Donna Price here, the host of Visionary Womenpreneurs Radio. I am thrilled that you have joined the show so that you can hear from Visionary Womenpreneurs, their journey to success, the challenges, the hurdles, the successes, and the celebrations to making a difference in the world. We believe that Visionary Womenpreneurs impact not only their families, their customers, their clients, but also their communities, and that ripples out into the world. When you're a successful entrepreneur, you make a difference. This show is all about how to do that, how to become a visionary womenpreneur and make it big in the world. I'm excited to bring to you guests and episodes focused on business building strategies for your success. So let's get started. Welcome to Visionary Womenpreneurs Radio. Hey, hey, this is Donna Price, and I want to welcome you to Visionary Womenpreneurs Radio, where I have the privilege of talking with Diane Simovic, the founder of BW Nice, business women networking involving charity and education a unique women's networking organization that was established in April 2009 in Central New Jersey. BW Nice provides women at all stages of business and personal life with support, education, and resources and encompasses three key elements, networking, education, and charity. Networking, BW Nice builds a support system of professional women who provide assistance and guidance to each other and those in need. Education, Members share their best practices and methods for building a successful business and career. And charity, each BW Nice chapter, raises funds and awareness supporting local organizations in the fight against domestic violence and sexual assault. Additionally, each chapter provides critical support to women and children in transition through monthly donations as well as an annual gala fundraiser called the Red Shoe. The Red Shoe symbolizes unity, strength, and empowerment and honors the journey of those who have been impacted by domestic violence and sexual assault. Patterned after a successful model she co-founded, launched, and nurtured in California, Diane had a desire to connect with like-minded businesswomen in the community after a number of personal hardships brought her back to her New Jersey roots to be near her family. B.W. Nice was selected as a finalist for the 2012 Leading Women Entrepreneurs and Business Owners of New Jersey in the nonprofit category. B.W. Nice has chapters throughout New Jersey and Pennsylvania and is well on its way to becoming a national organization. I want to welcome Diane to Visionary Womenpreneurs Radio. Hi, Diane. Welcome to Visionary Womenpreneurs Radio. I'm so thrilled to have you here. You are one of the visionary women that I know personally that inspires me consistently every day. (laughs) So I'm thrilled to have you here. Oh, Donna, you're so sweet. Well, the feeling is mutual and reciprocal. And um, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. And, you know, I'm just honored and thrilled to have you a part of BW Nice and be one of our leaders, our chapter president for Sussex. So uh, the feeling is um, mutual. Absolutely. Well, thank you. (laughs) So in the intro, I, you know, introduced you, talked a little bit about the history of BW Nice and 
its um, founding, but I think it's important for women to hear from the visionary themselves as well. So tell us a little bit about the history of BW Nice and how it came to be. Sure. So it started with an idea, like most things happen. It started with an idea when I was actually living out in California. I was out there for 25 years. I am uh, from New Jersey originally, my roots. Um, and in the corporate world for 25 years, like many, many women, and it was the latter part of my career where I realized and recognized um, the work that I was doing in sales and management, and mostly management, um, entailed women's initiatives. I was in the health insurance industry, but we, the work that we did was also very much um, revolving around women's initiatives. And the companies I worked for were spending and investing a lot of money for women's <laughs> initiatives, building divisions and bringing in VPs and um, I was in sales as a VP, but my counterpart was in women's initiatives. So I you know, took, took a, a, an interest in that. And essentially, you know, starting out many, many, many years ago, it was a man's world. There were not a lot of women involved, but the companies, again, that I worked for were doing outreach to women, to moms, because women were the key decision makers in, in the roles that they played, for, especially for health care. The target marketing to women was happening way back when, especially in the healthcare arena. And as I watched things evolve and, and was involved in that part of it with women's initiatives, I realized, hmm, there were more women coming into the workforce. There were more women in corporate. There were more women starting businesses. We were trying to, you know, reach out to women. They're the key decision makers. We want to target market to them. But everything that we had within my industry in terms of any kind of quote unquote networking didn't really involve, there, there was no such thing as women's networking. Uh, they were the same old events year after year after year after year, the golf tournaments, which are fine, but there was nothing to deviate from that. Nothing that really struck a chord with women. So I decided I wanted to change the status quo. I felt that there was more that we could do as women um, on a grassroots level. As all of the events are industry events that we were involved in, um, supported wonderful charity organizations, but much larger ones, such as Assisted Fibrosis or United Way, which is great. We all rallied around that. I said I wanted to take it a step further and do something that would really strike a chord with women, where we could connect and roll up our sleeves um, and make an impact within our communities, and that we could also have fun, that we could rally around together. So. In essence, I created the model of what PW Nice is here today. It's a little bit different. And we launched an event, put an event together on a wing and a prayer. The first event, which it resembles uh, basically and is the uh, platform for the Red Shoe here, uh, here in New Jersey and Pennsylvania. And um, we had 229 women come and they went crazy. They were hungry for something. And we aligned ourselves with a woman who started um, her own um, a charity, uh, a charity organization nonprofit in her garage, a former nurse who had this passion to take it nationally. And at that time, it just aligned beautifully. And so the organization took off. It just, it, um, the whole model took off and wonderful. So I ended up moving back to New Jersey 13 years ago to be near family after going through a number of life events. And my board out in California said, if you do nothing else, 
you must start this back in New Jersey when you get settled in Raven. You have All to. Right. <laughs> right. And those were literally the parting words. Wonderful group of women. Um, it was really, as I said, taking off and it was difficult to leave that, but I had to come back for personal reasons and to be with family. And those were their parting words. And it took me a few years. I never lost my vision. I thought about it every day, pounding the pavement as I was trying to reinvent myself at 50 with a little boy and an 80 year old mom. And uh, as you know, we launched our first meeting in uh, April of 2009 in Erdick County. And that was the beginning of BW Nice. And obviously, you know, we, st we started from the ground up. I had to start with creating and, and um, setting up a 1C3, which we did first. And of course, finding the charity partner. And you know, everybody says, "Well, how did you pick that mission of, of, of domestic violence?" I said, "Well, it was interesting. It could have been divine intervention, but at one of our early board meetings, some of the founding board members who were having our meeting and discussing different issues, social issues, um, and uh, you know, having that conversation of who we wanted to support, what we could do to make an impact in our community." And uh, one of the women started to share her personal story of um, domestic violence. And that's when I sort of had one of my many, many epiphanies and said, well, I have a story too. And I shared my story, which I hadn't really done. And I said, so how many of us have a story? If two of us have a story right now, and pretty much everybody raised their hand. And I think we all stared at each other. And I said, we have found our cause. And uh, I just dove in uh, to really start doing the research um, and specifically here in New Jersey in terms of how things are structured and what support systems were in place in terms of the agencies. And I made a vow from that day. I said, we have found our link. This is our link. And then looking into the statistics where, yes, it impacts women, men, children, but it's really a woman's issue. I said, that's the cause we're going to take on, and we are going to be the boots on the ground, and we're going to, you know, and we're going to be networking, but we're going to help support, get the word out on this, on this um, epidemic. It is such a powerful combination that you've created with BW NICE of the networking, but then education. I see education as kind of twofold, because we have educational opportunities for women business leaders about business and and that piece but there's also at every meeting an education piece on domestic violence in that community and what's happening with the um, organization in that community and the needs within that specific um, chapters community and I know for me that's been eye-opening and I thought I was aware <laughs> when, right. when I um, started I thought you know as my daughters would say that I was woke and um, <laughs> I realized that there was so much that I just did not know that was happening in my own community and um, that's been part of the powerful piece for me in being part of BW Nice is that connection with our charity partner here in Sussex County, Daisy, and learning about the work that they're doing, but also the critical needs that we have here in this, you know, northern New Jersey rural community. 
And I think that that's part of the power is that each chapter is connecting with the needs in their community. And, yes. and that is unique, I think. It's not this big um, you know, national organization. You're connecting with a, a charity partner that's directly working in your community. Absolutely. And, you know, you just said something that is exactly right on, you know, how, how much you've learned and, and it's opened your eyes to what's happening in the community and you thought you knew enough already or, or you know, were savvy, uh, you know, on this issue. And this is what I've heard from day one. It has been an eye opener. And to be able to go out and connect my goal was, I said, we'll have 21 chapters. We have 21 counties in New Jersey. We'll have 21 chapters, and every chapter will align with the agency. There's an agency in every county. And I wanted, I wanted to have that impact on the local level because it, it's so much more effective. But I can tell you, over the course of time, where we've got 10 years going on, 11 years with the organization, how many within BW Nice and chapter presidents and other leaders on the leadership team who thought they knew something or, you know, again, were educated on domestic violence to a certain extent, but how much they have learned and how impactful and eye-opening it's been for them. And I've witnessed it too at meetings. It is incredible. And it's very heartwarming. Look, for myself personally on this journey, I've learned, been a, was a victim, I'm, 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 a thriver now, you know, survivor and thriver of domestic violence, but I never connected the dots, not for a long time until I got ingratiated in this, in this organization. Um, and, you know, there were a couple of instances and I've shared that, you know, part of my story um, at different events about what happened to me as a child as well. I didn't understand the ramifications of it because way back when it happened to me, it wasn't called domestic violence. It was, you know, it was happened, but it wasn't called that. Right. So, and there certainly weren't those that there are today. So, the fact that women are just, you know, it's eye opening. Uh, you know, I had a you know, recent, um, our chapter president for Bergen, for example, she didn't understand anything. She went to visit with the charity partner and she said it hit her. It hit her so hard when they gave her a tour and she went into their storage room and saw all the food, the canned food on the shelves. And she said, I started crying. I broke down. She said, it just, it hit me and it resonated. And she said, I get this. I realize now the importance of the work that we're doing as an organization and again, chapters in the local community. So, you know, it, it is, it's powerful. Definitely. So one of the things I wanted to talk a little bit more about is like the bigger vision. And then I want to come back to what's happening locally. Um, but your vision is bigger than, 21 chapters in New Jersey, and you're approaching having 21 chapters in New Jersey, but there's yes. also chapters that are starting in other states. So my impression is that your vision is to take this organization nationally because of the impact that each chapter has locally. Is that right? Yes, yes, absolutely, Donna. So the, the model that I've created is, is essentially could be a national model, and that's the goal to have a national model and to take this out um, throughout the country. Uh, again, 
because of the statistics and the need, we can really, if I can start a chapter anywhere, it's all turned. And the um, feedback and calls, you know, the interest in starting chapters in other states continues to increase. This goes to show you the importance again of what we're doing. I can't tell you. So it's a matter of us being in a position to be able to deploy and get out to these other locations and connect with women that wanted to, you know, are interested in either starting a chapter, be part of a chapter, what have you. So the bigger vision is that we take this nationally. Ultimately, we can take this globally. I mean, I have somebody who, um, who's been part of uh, BW Nice, Maria Farrell for many years, who's actually from Peru. I did an article in her magazine um, she wants to bring it to Peru. She said, there's such a need. She said, I have to get these women. They need to be involved in this. They need to understand what you're doing, what this organization is doing. Uh, so, you know, I, I think I can see that down the line right now. You know, we are working in other states. We're filling out New Jersey. We're expanding in Pennsylvania. We have three chapters, but we're working on some other chapters. And then we have a ton of interest in North Carolina, Florida, working on a chapter in Texas. And then we have feelers out in other areas. So ultimately, um, I foresee us as things happen, it'll be a domino effect. And eventually, it will continue to grow across the country, uh, for sure. And there is a tremendous need. Definitely. Well. And the agencies we've talked to out of state are just like the agencies here in New Jersey. The structure, infrastructure may be different state to state, which is fine. Um, but the need and the fact that they embrace the whole concept and what we're doing, and they, they're thrilled. They would say, we'd love to have you in our community. We'd love you to be a partner with us. Um, it's, it's a wonderful idea. So the need is definitely there. Definitely. So let's just talk a little bit about um, like a chapter is a group of predominantly business women, either business owners or business leaders in corporate settings that meet monthly for typically for breakfast. And there's an education piece to that meeting, a speaker who's a member usually of either that chapter or another chapter that's speaking on a topic relevant to the group, um, business development, marketing, um, personal development. There's a whole range of topics that people could speak on. And then typically an education piece from the charity partner on domestic violence. And then each chapter is doing fundraising for their um, charity partner. And that usually is an event that's called the Red Shoe. So let's talk about um, those fundraisers and why they're so important to BW Nice, but also to the charity partner because, um, and I, I think they're just important to the community also. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yes, so the chapter holds monthly breakfast meetings, as you said, for the most part, some of them do happy hour mixers and some other events, um, but that's the primary um, anchor for the, the chapter in the community. And the networking aspect is, is tremendously important, um, bringing the women together and uh, you know sharing tips and techniques and having a guest speaker. I think it's critically important to bring value to the networking um, meeting itself, to that aspect, the networking part. 
So we always have a guest speaker and that's important. Uh, but then also having our charity partner there um, sharing information and, and educating us every month and enlightening us on what's happening in the community. But we do take it a step further and require the chapters to hold the Red Shoe, which is our annual fundraising gala that each chapter holds on behalf of their charity partner. And that's really a wonderful opportunity to get out into the community, really get out into the community by holding these events. It's open to men and women, it's open to the community. You know, we look for obviously every chapter is looking for sponsors to help sponsor the event to raise money. Um, and that's where I, I think we get a, a broad perspective to get the word out about what VW Nice is doing, about our charity partners, about our partnership about raising the level of awareness, elevating the conversation around domestic violence and sexual abuse. Um, and then again, just, you know, gives BW Nice and the chapter a chance to uh, reach out further into the community. And, you know, each Red Shoe event, at each Red Shoe event, we honor Businesswoman of the Year. So that takes it to another level. So it's really a day of celebration, honoring everything that we're doing. Um, honoring, you know, women of BW Nice, uh, those in our community who are doing good work, and of course our charity partner. But we are raising proceeds and we're raising critical funds. And yes, we are raising critical funds that these charity partners need. The proceeds we raise do go to BW Nice Inc. or 501c3. So it's important to understand that our organization needs money to sustain ourselves. But we do give a majority of the money to our charity partner, no doubt, we do. But we do have to cover expenses as well to um, keep the organization, our organization whole, to keep it moving forward, to be able to continue to build more chapters, to spread words, to align with other charity partners so we can help others. And when you, you know, we've got to get to scale, as they say, and we, we want to be able to really take this out nationally because we could be doing, we're doing great work locally, but, you know, again, when you look collectively at the monies we've raised now, the money we've raised is, is significant, that will continue to grow um, and increase significantly, we can do even more. And if we're making an impact here in, you know, local community, you know, we can do it in someone else's community as well. So. Proceeds go to help support client services, and that will help the women and families become more independent and get back on their feet as quick as possible uh, that are staying in safe and or transition housing. And a lot of those um, requirements or needs of the women in safe and transition housing sometimes get overlooked or logistically get overlooked and they're not accounted for. And then you might have a situation where a woman needs to get to work and she needs tires on her car and she doesn't have them or she needs a laptop to study, you know, uh, she's looking for a new job. So we wanna help ensure that these women become whole and independent again and get back to a new and better life and get back on their feet as quickly as possible. And, you know, again, we've made significant strides and have really helped so many women over the course of the 10 or eight years, we started our, we had our first Red Shoe event in 2012 in Hunterdon County. Um, but we have seen so many things and, and, you know, even helping a transition house or, you know, helping them buy a washer and dryer, whatever their needs are, those are so important and they do get overlooked at times. So anything we can do to help these families.
uh, is critical. So yes, every having every chapter to one in their community helps the chapter. It helps DW Nice. It helps our charity partner. It's 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 um, it's important. And again, it continues to keep our name out there and keep you know the the level of awareness of the of our mission of you know, raising awareness, educating our community, helping our charity partner raise awareness and, and educating the community at large in terms of what's happening. What's happening in all of our communities. It's happening everywhere. Yeah. And uh, so I think, you know, the Red Shoe is a critical part of the organization and the chapter as well. Definitely. I know for the chapter here, um, our Red Shoe event has sold out the last couple of years, which means that we have 175 people in the room learning about what's happening in this community. And yes. I know that, you know, you said it earlier that people come up to you, but at those events, people come up to all of us, to the executive director of our charity partner, to you, to me, about the impact that, we're having, but also they start telling their story, like you said earlier, and yes. um, and you start seeing that it's not we're talking about our whole community being impacted by domestic violence, and um, it's just so powerful an experience to be in that room during a red shoe event and. Um, yes. Oh, I couldn't agree more. You talk about powerful and you're right. How women or, and I've had men too come up and you don't even know them and they'll say, wow, amazing. Thank you for doing this or thank this is a wonderful event. You know, I too have a story. This resonates with me. I'm so happy to be a part of it. Anything I can do to help. It's really yep. amazing. Definitely. I think the other thing that happens is, um, Innovative or creative collaborations come out of it also. Yes, yes. Women um, business owners that start volunteering for the charity partner or offering their services um, to a charity partner or, you know, there's just all sorts of innovations that come out of the connections that people are making through the organization. You're absolutely right. Exactly. That, that's very true. Um, and that's another part of it. That's great. Because, you know, again, bringing everybody together, you know, we're bringing all different people, you know, people from the community, some that are not necessarily affiliated or directly affiliated with BW Nice or even the charity partner, but bringing them together for this event. And, and you know, we're all aiming for the same goal. You know, we want to eradicate and eliminate domestic violence. And, you know, everybody has a part in that. So to be able to work together or realize you know, hey, I think I might be able to do something for the charity partner. I had no idea. Just listening to them as they have their platform at the show, you know, and they speak. We have the executive directors from the agencies get up and talk about what they're doing, the great work that they're doing in the community, what their needs are. And then also having an impact speaker there is very powerful to have a woman share her story or part of her story and to say where she was, um, the journey she you know, her journey and how the agency was able to help um, to come out on the other end. And just watching these women, these beautiful women who get up and speak and are courageous to share their story, that's, you know, a whole nother level of, of, of empowerment and, and just impactful um, 
to be able to see that. And I think, uh, and I know it resonates with everybody. And, uh, you know, every time I see these women, it just inspires me to, with everybody. Go, I go to a red shoe, I get the chills. And, you know, your event is phenomenal, just wonderful, just absolutely phenomenal. And I, sometimes I stand there and go, wow, this is amazing. And it's the power of all of us coming together. Yeah. Well, one of the, as you were talking, I was thinking about all of the levels of connection as well. And you kind of talked to that a little bit, but you know, you have the connections with the charity partner and the collaborations that can happen there and um, the support that can happen there. And then you have the networking of the women at the meetings and the different um, business relationships that come out of that or friendships or collaborative partnerships and it just it's a wonderful organization to be a part of and see all of that happening on so many different levels that's exactly right as I always say you will make because of the way the organization instruct is structured between the networking meetings and the bridge so you will make meaningful relationships on all different levels and that's what exactly what you just talked about and you will Definitely. So if people wanted to join, they could go to the website bwnice.org to join a chapter or the yes. organization. They could also at that website find out more about starting a chapter if that was something that they were interested in. And it's not um, an instant start of a chapter. There's some legwork to do before you actually launch the chapter, but you've laid it out so beautifully for people to make it easier to do that and Absolutely, that yes and I'll available. do and I'll, I assist with that whole process I mean I walk them through you know we have a chapter toolkit so it's got everything in there it does as you said the steps and it lays out exactly what needs to be done um, and there is some late work on the front end but I, I am in that process all the way assisting uh, so it's not something we just hand off I, I'm fully integrated and many, uh, you know, participate in much of that to get the setup going. Definitely. And you, you are building some structure into your organization to help support people in doing that as well. Yes. Yes. Um, so that website again is bwnice.org. Yes. And I encourage people to at least get on the email list to learn more about the organization. Um, but also encourage people to find a chapter in their area to join um, because it is so powerful. One of the, um, I kind of want to, I know we're almost out of time, so I wanted to circle back. This podcast is about visionary womenpreneurs. And in the very beginning, you said something that I just wanted to highlight. You said it started with an idea. And that is what this podcast is all about. It starts with an idea and visioning that idea and then putting that idea into action. And Diane, you have done that. <laughs> you continue to talk about your idea, to share your idea, and it continues to grow as a result of that one idea that you started with. Yeah, that's, that's, very true. And you, you know, Donna, what is it? I, I say I have, I used to say my three Ps, it's actually four Ps. And it's really the truth because I have lived through it. And as you know, you and I have talked many a time. It hasn't been easy, but you stick with it. It's perseverance, it's patience, it's persistence, and it's passion. 
And that's what it takes for anyone that has an idea or a vision or whatever you want to do, you can do anything. Trust me when I say I've done this on a wing and a prayer. And it's speaking, I, when I first moved back to Jersey at 50 with my son, Nick, my mom, I, those words resonated. If you do nothing else, you must start this. And I thought, I don't know how I'm going to do that. I gave yeah. up my corporate. I don't know. You know, you have those moments. And then I just persisted. Everybody I spoke to, I shared my vision. Yeah. I didn't know how the roadmap, but I shared my vision. And it will come to fruition. And then you start again, one foot forward every single day to make it happen. And then you figure it out and things come your way. But you stick with it. You stay focused your faith if you you know faith comes in many forms for people but my faith sustains me my passion drives me you believe in something enough you will make it happen definitely and that's exactly what i talk about in my book launching your dreams making wild ideas happen right sharing that vision i think is so important talking about it as soon as you start talking about it people start offering you resources, ideas. Have you thought of this? You know, right. have you contacted yes. this person? Right. And so often people are hesitant to share that idea, but when you start doing it, it magic starts happening. You yes. know, like that's where the magic happens. Yes, you're at, right. That's where people the magic start happens. getting yeah. excited about it. And the other thing I found was that they start holding you accountable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As soon as you put it out there, as soon as you say, I'm going to do this, all of a sudden, like you don't hardly need an accountability partner. Like just saying it starts increasing your accountability because you like right. put it out there in public that you said you were going to, you know, it's like if you say you're going to run a marathon, all of a sudden <laughs> you're like running a marathon because <laughs> you told somebody and they said, oh, I thought you were going to run that marathon. <laughs> oh, shoot. Did I say that? <laughs> so, true. It's you the do. same with, yep. with our business ideas, our, you know, our wild ideas. We, we just, we need to share them to help manifest them. Oh, I so happen. agree. Well, I, I, I put it out there to the universe to hold myself accountable because I know, right, and, uh, you know, even with others, but I just do that. You know, I'll come to meetings and say, it's coming. I'm just telling you, we're going to do this, this, and this. And quite frankly, a lot of times I have no clue. I haven't figured that out, but I put it out there. And it happens. It does come yep. to fruition. And it makes, you know, makes me accountable to say, okay, better get on it. Let's get going. and <laughs> Let's make this happen. Yep, definitely. So I appreciate you so much being here. I want to clarify that I'm not running a marathon. So okay, I yeah, say- neither am I. Oh, good. Yeah, that's please Let's be clear. Yeah. There's an example. Right. Good point. I'm not right. I'm not running one either. Trust me. Yes. So thanks so much for being here. I really appreciate um, talking with you and you sharing your story of being a visionary womanpreneur. And I encourage everyone to visit Diane Simovich's website, bwnice.org, to learn more about her organization and how you can be involved. And until next time, thanks for being here on Visionary Womenpreneurs. Be sure to leave us a voice message if you want to share your story of being a visionary womanpreneur. You can scroll down in any one of our episodes for the link to leave a voice message for me. And when we get your message, we'll evaluate what show it might fit into best. Tell us about your vision, your dream, how you made it happen. 
And I look forward to sharing your stories on Visionary Womenpreneurs Radio. Thanks for joining me today at Visionary Womenpreneurs Radio. I hope it was helpful to you in your journey as a visionary womanpreneur. And I hope that you'll join our community on Facebook, Visionary Womenpreneurs, and join the conversation. I look forward to seeing you on our next show. Make it a great day.